You are listening to the TF Cast, a Mankato-based arts and culture podcast where we hear stories of upcoming projects and get to know the people making things happen all across southern Minnesota. This TF Cast was recorded June 11th of 2020. Hi, this is Jacob with Triple Falls. Um, going to have a little bit of different version of uh, TF Cast today. Um, we're going to be introducing not just our guest, Jasmine Diavilar, but a new show that's going to be coming to Triple Falls and some other ways that we're going to be doing content a little bit differently in the future. Um, we are going to be uh, hosting a new page uh, called TF Black Voices and a show to accompany it that will be run entirely by people of color. And um, hopefully it, it's going to end up just being a net positive for everyone. Um uplifting voices and uh whatever content that they choose to make eventually um our first contributor is jasmine um i'll uh let you introduce yourself a little bit tell us how you uh came to mankato and uh into a little bit of the activism that you've been doing around here and uh, just let us know a little bit about you all right um so again my name is jasmine diavilar um i'm a recent graduate of msu um class of 2020 um i originally moved to mankato about five years ago in 2015 specifically for college um so prior to you know, attending college, I didn't necessarily know of Mankato. Um, so I'm fairly new to the town. Um, however, I've definitely found a community here whilst I've been here for the last five years. Um, during school, I was, you know, kind of involved with some of the um, women of action committee groups and um, some of the black student led groups on campus. Um, but I wasn't necessarily involved as you know, I wanted to be. Um, I wanted to focus on school primarily. So after graduating, um, obviously we have been dealing with the, you know, aftermath of the murder of George Floyd. Um, and Mankato, you know, did respond with, you know, putting together some protest. However, they were led by, you know, white organizers that I didn't necessarily feel were representing the black community here. Um, so I took the initiative to organize my own protest. Um, and it is a daily protest on the Veterans uh, Memorial Bridge every night at 8 p.m. And then at 8.15, we start that moment of silence for eight minutes and 46 seconds, um, referring to the amount of time that George Floyd was, you know, held to the ground um, without air. Um, and that's kind of just what sparked my initiative in becoming an organizer here in Mankato. Um, I know that I always wanted to get more involved with the community here. Um, I'm pretty close with a lot of people of the LGBT community here in Mankato. Um, so that's kind of a little bit of my background as far as my place here in Mankato. Cool. And you, you're staying in Mankato? Yeah. So I'll be here um, at least for another year. Um, I am not quite sure of my future plans yet. I am originally from the Twin Cities, so I've been thinking about moving back up there. Um, you know, just better opportunities for me. Um, but I do want to stay connected to Mankato. So whatever work I'm doing here, I, you know, I aim to continue doing that work whilst living in Minneapolis. Cool. Uh, can can you tell us a little bit more about the uh, the protest that's been ongoing on on the bridge? Uh, maybe the philosophy behind the moment of silence and uh, what you would like people to take away from it. Um, the very first night of the um, protest was very very emotional for me, and I didn't think that it would have as much 
of an impact on me as it would. Um, and I believe that it also had a huge impact on the people that were attending there. Um, I think the message that I want to, you know, present to the world with this protest is that, um, eight minutes and 46 seconds is a long time. And I didn't realize just how long it was until I experienced that moment of silence myself. And, you know, thinking of all the ways that I have been, you know, criminalized just for being, you know, a black woman in the United States and just thinking of, you know, that could have been my father, George Floyd and my father are the same age. And so it was really, really personal for me in that moment. And I think for a lot of people, especially a lot of our white allies, you know, didn't really take that time to think of, I think that it allows them to put themselves in their, in George's shoes and really think about just how long that moment is. Um, and also to think about how, if the roles were switched, if that was a white person being held down, like, would it have been that long? Or would it, you know, would there even have been that m amount of force of violence on that, on that person had they been white or a different skin color? skin color sorry so um i think it's been really impactful for people to not only observe that moment of silence but to also form a community around people who still care and still want to show up and show support for the community um especially with minneapolis um there's been a lot of you know destruction and community needs and minnesota has been stepping up and i think that's amazing and mankato has also been showing support um and i think it's just a great way to continue building that support and continuing the momentum of the movement um and i just think it's really awesome for um not only the protest to be a daily thing it you know having it later on in the evening it can be more accessible to people who might not be able to make it one day but they can make it the next day and the next day after that and so i think that's something that's really powerful about the protest that i've been leading mm -hmm. I uh, I wanted to remark that I that the first time I I ever felt that period of time was when I was out there covering mm -hmm. it and I realized that the video had actually been edited. Yeah. Um you know like they cut it down I mm -hmm. think to 3 or 4 minutes and it was uh, I that was kind of the emotional moment that like that I had while I was out there it's like wow people can't even hold their attention for this long to like mm -hmm. you know watch someone struggle in that way. Um. Uh. Yeah. Sorry. I, I just had that thought. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. The the uh the long term impact uh for Mankato though um you know you I've heard you speak a little bit about um folks showing up in in the the long run uh you know what is what does that look like around here in your opinion um I think that seeing people continue to show up is a really you know positive impact on Mankato as a community and how willing people are for this change to come. Um, I've been connected with other organizers and um, organizations in you know St. St. Peter and Mankato and a lot of people are joining forces right now and trying to figure out how to move you know the, the community that we've been building on the bridge and how do we you know, create change and more community engagement outside of the bridge. Um, so this is kind of like a foundational thing to get, you know, more inclusion, more people to show up. Um, and then in the future, I hope to, you know, put together more community um, events where people can learn more about how to challenge their internalized biases and things like that. Um, I really want to take an educational route with how we 
you know, proceed in the future with this, with the movement. I think it's, uh, you know, a lot of people can feel overwhelmed in their place of the movement. Um, you know, some people are not meant for the front lines and, you know, to be at the protest and be in, you know, within close distance of police and riot gear and things like that. So I think that this would be a great way for people to get involved by challenging their day-to-day experiences with people of color. Um, And I think that that would overall change how we look at each other as a community and as a country. Yeah, I I think that's really great. And I really like the way that you presented the the protest to be repetitive like that. Mm because uh, I really do think it does a great job of letting people show up um, even just once to see what it's about and that I think what I've seen is that people really do feel that it's it's something important and uh, it raises the, the right sort of awareness, lets people really think about what sort of impact will um, will and can be made going forward. Right. And I've just been feeling like a huge community, like in a close bond with all the people that have been continuing to show up. You know, I've recognized faces since the very first time that we started this. Um, So it's been really great to see. I know a lot of people are, you know, emotionally invested in this movement and emotionally invested in the the daily protest. Um, So I want to keep that momentum and keep people showing up. And it's been great to see, you know, new faces every time, you know, like I asked the question who has been here for the first time and it's always new people every time. Uh, So that's been really inspiring and, you know, encouraging me to keep going, uh, especially because this is, I'm very new to organizing, but I'm really hopeful that um, I can help, you know, make some kind of change in Mankato. And I know that it helps to see a black face or a black person, you know, speak out about these things and be really passionate about it and come to you with comfort too. You know, you know, you can, depending on how you view other people, you can be really intimidated by someone, you know, being passionate and telling you like, this is how I'm feeling. This is how our community is grieving. But when you, you know, reach out with compassion you know, you're going to get compassion back. And I think people are really seeing that from things that I have said, things that other, you know, black members of the community have said and spoke about their experiences. Uh, I think that's really important, just having those conversations about this is the life that I experience. And it's important for other people who may not experience those same things to know what that's like. I think that's very, very valuable in, you know, how we move forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, even with the uh, amount of time that the eight minutes and 45, 46 seconds um, that we stand on the bridge, it, it's interesting, like I, and I would tribute this to my privilege, but I, I can't imagine a situation where I would be held on the ground by police like that. Mm-hmm. And so for me to stand there for that amount of time and kind of take it all in, it really does, it really does make you think about the differences that um, we, we experience mm-hmm. in this world and the, the way that that uh, justice is delivered. Absolutely. Um, And even for myself, like, even though I haven't had many negative interactions with the police as far as physical violence against me, um, I personally even didn't even think of how long that could be. Um, Mm -hmm. But it also was a reality check for me as well, because it very well could have been me and I could have been in a situation similar. Um, So I think it's a great moment of reflection and you really dig deep i think everyone could probably have that similar story in their head of what they were thinking about during that eight minutes and 40 seconds so i think it's been really powerful for people to acknowledge that and then still continue to show up Mm -hmm. i think that's been really really amazing 
Yeah. Um, you, in in one of the speeches you gave after um, af- after that moment of silence, I heard you say something along the lines of uh, w- one of the issues that you perceive is that cops are are basically being called for jobs they're ill-equipped to mm-hmm. perform in. And I think that Jacob and I have been having a lot of conversations about that and uh, just sort of how that plays out. I'm wondering if you want to talk about that at all or... Um, yeah, so in the conversations of, you know, people calling for defunding the police and things like that, it's more of, it's not about necessarily completely getting rid of police in general. It's about taking all those resources that we're putting into the police force and putting it back into the community so that we aren't having cops that are ill-equipped to handle certain situations such as a mental health breakdown or, you know, homelessness. We, obviously that needs to be, you know, re you know, challenged with other, you know, people that are actually experts on, you know, this, these societal issues. And, you know, police, when they show up and they have, you know, obvious weapons of force, you know, that's intimidating. And it can really, really impact someone's experience if they're going through a mental health crisis. And so I think it's really important that we start investing more into community-based, you know, um, ways that we can interact with our community and help them get out of these situations. We don't need police for every single societal issue. And I think that's the biggest thing too, is that a lot of these deaths could be avoided. And, you know, just talking about what does that look like in the future um, as far as like police response and more, there needs to be more training, especially on, you know, their implicit biases and how they interact with people of color. Um, I don't think, any police officer should go in fearing for their lives already. Like, why are you becoming police officers if, you know, you have this inherent fear of black bodies and especially black men? Um, You know, there definitely needs to be more education on deconstructing how we view each other, especially. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of what I was coming across with, you know, police not being well equipped for certain, you know, scenes that they're called on to. I don't think a lot of the time they're necessary to be brought on. Yeah. Yeah. I I really, one of the things that made me think of is um, a term uh, core competency, which Mm -hmm. I I learned learned in my engineering schooling, but it's like the idea that something has uh, a function that it's well equipped Mm -hmm. or it's best equipped to uh, handle. And the core competency of a modern police officer just doesn't, it's like not the thing that they often get Mm -hmm. called for. So I really, I thought you worded it nicely in that speech, um, which I was taking video of. And I, yeah, it's good to hear your thoughts on that expanded. Yeah. And I think Minneapolis is doing a good job in like setting the tone for the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Minneapolis City Council has already been voting on trying to either defund the police or figure out different ways that the community can respond to each other Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, investing more money into the police you know police forces should not have more funding than education or mental health services and that's something i think across the country people are becoming more aware of and want you know to change that so i think this moment has been really beneficial in getting some of that actual change instead of trying to reform police because clearly that hasn't been working Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's wild well and i think even even with with the again back to like the amount of time and, and the way that the video in which Floyd uh, George Floyd was murdered uh, appears, it really does do a, 
unfortunately, it does a good job of contextualizing that experience mm-hmm. for people. So um, I think it really did raise a lot of good conversations and, um, and has having a longer lasting impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, yes, hopefully we can make some positive changes yeah. resulting from it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, do you want to talk any about, um, uh, TF black voices? I know it's brand new. Um, um, I mean, you kind of introduced the idea to me, so maybe you want to kind of touch on what your, you know, what was the reason behind, you know, bringing up that, uh, topic to me and why you want, you know, other black voices to be amplified, things like that. Uh, Well, the, the, the reason that I think we had the idea in the first place was there's been a lot of listening going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we started live streaming and I, I'm now listening to community leaders speak and I'm listening to, you know, these representatives from the black community who are chosen to speak. And uh, one thing, I, I was at the the Beams, the Beams event on the, what was that, the... the last Sunday. Um, and something that really bothered me was that there were these two amazing speakers. Um, and they, it was, it was passionate. I, they're just these passionate descriptions of like growing up black in America, interacting with the police, like racism within the community. And they were heartbreaking to listen to. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle, we have a police officer who said he introduced himself, credentialed himself, and then said, tomorrow's going to be better. And it was very calm. And to me, it just sounded like, wow, like you just listen to that. And like you said, nothing mm-hmm. like it, it doesn't. To me, it sounds like there, there's not any there's not any reasonable change like better has been going on for the last i mean you know since the civil rights era they've even been acknowledging that there's a problem right so like to me better sounds like a lie it sounds like i'm being dismissed like you want me to go away and shut up and things can stay Mm -hmm. the same um and at the same time there's lots of people who are saying like you just need to listen to the the black community like at large and understand their experience and uh honestly like we talk all day we do this like we have a platform like why aren't we using our platform to do the thing that we're talking about Mm -hmm. you know you, you talked about who is on the front lines and who's doing this or that like we're a media company we tell people what's going on like you know, just kind of like walk the walk thing. You, you just, I mean, it's, I feel like it's what we should be doing and I'm not sure if I'm getting it right, yeah. <laughs> but like that, I, I feel like it's the best use of our platform. And I, I feel like arts and culture, like in America as a whole has been formed by blackness. Oh, like, absolutely. you know, music, mm-hmm. it, it's something that I'm obsessed with. And there isn't any American music that isn't, you know, basically, you know, founded or in some ways comes directly from black people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, hopefully one day uh, Triple Falls will be not 
posting about activism four times a day and it right. will we will, it'll be you know I, I want to live in a better world and i will still be obsessed with media then and i i think that you know having uh people of color curating that experience is more valuable not just to the community but also to like those people and triple falls and just i don't know uh, that yeah, yeah. that's kind of like my roundabout way of explaining <laughs> what what we're trying to do here right. I, um i can i can add a, just a little bit to that i mean i i think it's we we've been developing some sort of a, a small platform small growing platform and even just us being out and uh, seeing all of this protest and all this activism we realize we're kind of ill-equipped to handle certain kind of situations and so we would like to use our platform and our um, ability to share the voices that um, that that maybe need need a little bit more uh, space for that and so we're, we're just trying to um, do do what we can to help make a difference and if if it turns out that that's not I mean, we're flexible with how that happens. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's us r right now, what we can offer really is our time. So um, we're happy to help facilitate that kind of an experience and uh, would really like everything to be better. <laughs> I think yeah. that's one way yeah, you can definitely. move in that direction. Um, so I was super, you know, touched by, you know, your both of you guys' willingness to, you know, share your platform to amplify black voices. Um, and I think it's a really good idea to, you know, begin having these conversations, not even just between us, but, you know, we could have, you know, other members of the black community and just have these conversations and just really delve into some of the roots of what we've been taught to, you know, and socialize into being and how, you know, our experiences are not being validated by, you know, the very country that we grew up in and helped build, you know. Um, so I think it's very, very important to hear our stories and to just, you know, talk about black issues, talk about the black community, because, yes, America is, you know, built off of black culture. And I think it's very important that if you want to participate and partake in black culture, you need to listen to black stories and you need to understand the root of, you know, a lot of our culture is from our oppression. It's a, it's, you know, it's a reflection of that. Um, and it's how we respond to oppression is where we get our, all, our, our, our culture, our music and understanding the history of that is very, very important. If you, you know, want to continue participating in black culture, I think it's very important, especially for our white allies, you know, you can be obsessed with black culture and rap music and all these things, but you're not, you're not actually vocal about, you know, these particular black issues that we are even rapping about, you know? Um, so I think it's really, really important to, you know, use your platform if you have it to um, give black people that space because a lot of the times we are silenced and we are, you know, taught to just shut up about it and not be too passionate about things and kind of just let it go. So I really, really um, think that this would be a great way to start talking about some of these difficult conversations and to have other black you know, content creators or just members of the community to talk about some of these issues. I think it'll be really, really awesome. And I, um, I do hope that 
some of the black community um i know a lot of people who were involved in you know school uh organizations if they're willing to have those conversations even talk about the groups that they're doing um and what kind of you know work that they're doing as well um and amplify that you know on this little on this you know platform i think that'd be great so thank you guys for offering your time and you know your obviously your resources to you know help me even be on here like we wouldn't even have met had we not you know um have we not had that protest so uh, thank you guys for having me here and, you know, for wanting to listen to me and want, you know, more from me and more from the black community. So, oh, yeah. Uh, and I can't thank you enough for being here. Yeah. It's I mean, I, I feel like that was kind of a good spot to start uh, wrapping things up. Yeah. Unless you have any specific messages you want to say. But, um, yeah, I, I can't thank you enough for being here and like taking the time to speak with us and your activism. Mm -hmm. Like the leadership is absolutely necessary and people are like the the way that i've seen people behave and change and like move around that event has been uh, it's been amazing for me as a person who's been here and uh i don't know i'm just i'm excited to to start the show and you know keep working with you and you know see how this all ends up and yeah. you know hopefully it's a ends up with a better world right. <laughs> that's, <Me too. laughs> that's what i want is a better world yeah absolutely <laughs> well thank you for um well i guess we can do plugs we didn't do plugs <laughs> do you have any place you would like to direct our listeners to um you guys can follow me on my instagram it's at jasmine diavilar j-a-s-m-i-n-e d-a-v-i-l-a-r um, and I will plug too that I'm a crochet artist. Um, <laughs> so I hand make uh, crochet stuff, uh, particularly clothing and things like that. But um, yeah, that handle is at the crochet gay. Cool. And the protest? Uh, yes, the protest is happening today and every day at 8 p.m. on the Veterans Memorial Bridge and show up however you are um, and just be ready to you know reflect and you know feel that community surrounding you before we actually end it uh, i want to mention more about the crochet thing that's really cool <laughs> i actually back in middle school i crocheted a hat that was like it went from green to blue to pink and then it had these like pink and green spikes on it nice and so I'm into that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Maybe How'd we can you? have like a crochet, like <laughs> <laughs> I could teach everyone how to crochet or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm totally going to check out that page. We can yeah. link everything below and um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes for this and every episode at triplefalls.org. Thank you.